you're listening to Church of Hope's podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope today's teaching encourages and inspires you. Check out hopeinocala.com for more resources on this journey called life. Here's today's teaching. Good morning. It's good to see everybody on the campus and those joining us online, wherever you might be. Hey, uh, grab your Bible or turn on your Bible and join me in 2 Kings uh, chapter 4. Uh, This might be a familiar story for some of you. Maybe it's a brand new story uh, for others. Um, As you're finding that, I I read a story this week about uh, a boy who went into a barber shop. And uh, the barber uh, whispered to a customer that boy is the dumbest boy in the world. And he said, let me, let me show you what I mean. And, and so the, the barber took out a dollar bill in one hand and uh, two quarters in the other hand. And he says to the boy, which would you rather have? And uh, the boy chose the, the two quarters. And, and the barber whispers back to the, to the other customer, see, I told you, he's the stupidest, dumbest boy in, in all the world. Well, later that customer uh, left the, the barbershop. The boy had already left. And that customer saw the boy walking down the street with an ice cream cone in his hand. And that customer asked the boy, hey, hey son, I've got a question for you. Um, when that man, the barber, offers you the dollar bill or the two quarters, why do you choose the two quarters? To which the boy replied, the moment... I choose the dollar bill, the game is over. <laughs> and so this morning, as familiar as this story might be to some of us, I want us to perhaps to look at it in, in, in a whole new light. You got your Bible, join me, chapter 4, 2 Kings, begin in verse 1. There's a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. In those days, in Bible days, if you were unable to pay your bills, if you were unable to to meet your, your obligations, the creditor could literally come to your house, knock on your door, and enslave the next generation. I think that's also maybe potentially happening today. We often become in debt to our choices, our choices of being committed to anything and everything other than God. And right now in the culture, there's a a knock at the doors where we live asking to enslave. The story, why we partner with Project Hope? Because we don't want to see the next generation indebted. We don't want them to be walking around in bondage. We want them, as you heard, to understand that they can change, that there is hope and there is freedom in Jesus' name. But this is a problem. This is a situation. She doesn't know what to do. Notice verse 2. Elisha says to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what, what do you have in your house. I want to pause for just a second because this is an important question. In other words, what you have in your house, most of us focus our lives in what we don't have in our house. We focus on what we don't have relationally, what we don't have financially. Well, what we don't have, oh, oh they have it and they have it, but, but we don't have it. 
God's knocking on, your door, on the door of your heart this morning, and he wants you to become familiar with what you have. Because every single one of us, God has already given us all the potential, all of the promise, all of the power of a better tomorrow if we'll but open our eyes. And hear me, what you have, what you have in your house is either a help or a hindrance to the miracle that God wants to bring. Now let that settle for just a second. Because it's easy to begin to think that, that we can go into our homes, close our doors, and that what kind of happens in our house, nobody in the world really knows about it. But know this, God always knows. And that's why the prophet says, tell me, what do you have in, in your house? Notice what she says. Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. And then he says, go borrow vessels. I want you to notice this word, vessels how many times it's used. Then he says, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have, come in, and you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it into all the vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons and brought the vessels to her and she poured it out and now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son bring me another vessel and he said to her there's not another vessel so the oil ceased maybe you know this maybe you don't that in the bible when you see the word oil it's a representation of the holy spirit it's a, it's a representation, it's a symbol of the power of God. And so in this story, we could come to the conclusion that the oil is not the problem. There is plenty of power in heaven. God's resources are endless. There is a supply. He has enough for you and you. Watching online, he's got enough for you. God's got enough for all of us. The issue is the vessel. The oil's not the problem. The issue is, is the vessel. And what I find interesting in this story is that she, she got to determine the magnitude of her miracle. Did you see what the prophet said? You go gather vessels from everyone and, 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 and you bring it in. She determined the magnitude of her miracle, not God. Have you ever thought of that? That, that, that you determine the magnitude of God's miracle in your life by how you choose to trust him he, he says you go gather all of these vessels and the woman she determined at some point she decided I, I've got enough vessels I, I, I don't know maybe I don't want to I don't want to you know ask that person and and I don't want to actually go over to that street at some point she just made a decision these were going to be all the vessels that she would bring in and what the Bible says as long as there was vessels the oil flowed but the moment there was no longer a vessel, the Bible says the oil ceased. Now let me ask some, uh, a question. How many of you all are kind of the primary go to the grocery store, buy the food person in your family? Can I see your hands? Who, who, who kind of does that? Who, who's like me? You've been to a grocery store uh, one, four times. Like you don't go a lot, right? Okay, so let when I go, when Linda asks me to go, and Linda happens to be out of town right now, so like I have to go to the grocery store, and um, 
Uh, like, I'm usually in a hurry, and who's got time for a cart? Have you seen that person like me? Right? And, and, and so let, let's, build, let's build a little grocery list together, right? So just kind of shout out, hey, listen, online, drop down. Let's build a, a grocery list. So just shout out, what are some things we need to pick up when we go to the grocery store? Tell me, so, some bread? Okay, some milk? Eggs? Meat? Some coffee? Some chips? Any ice cream? Come on. It's a little ice. I told you Linda's out of town. I can make my own. So, some vegetables. Okay. All right, right? Can you see my arms, right? And I'm walking, right? And, and there's, a, there's a spill coming. Can't you see it? Let, let's just say that I make it all the way to the, the checkout. And I kind of lift up and I put, all, I put all those items on the, the little cart thing. Is it called a cart? Conveyor belt. Thank you. <laughs> I've been there three or four times. On the conveyor belt, right? And, and she rings it up. And, and let's just pretend for a moment. I'm so sorry to pick on California. But let's just pretend we're in California. And bags are outlawed. And you got to bring your own bag. But you forgot. Can you imagine after paying for all that stuff, kind of picking it up and kind of walking out, right? And you're get, trying to get to your car. Oh, by the way, my keys are in my... You kind of push up against the car, right? You're like, oh my goodness. Oh, I, I got one of those automatic things. Maybe I can just, you know, I can try to... It will, uh... what, what, what's the problem? Is there's no vessel. There was no vessel, there was no bag to contain the products. All those products are valuable. I paid for those products. Those products, when they're put together in a recipe, can, can make a beautiful meal. How many of y'all are like me on, on uh, particularly a, a cool Florida morning, you like some hot coffee? Any hot coffee? Anybody get a hot coffee this morning coming in on campus? Right, 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 right. Hey, hey, hey listen. I can give you hot coffee. I can pour it on you right now. You really don't want hot coffee. What do you want? A cup of hot coffee. Right, right? The, the, the vessel that brings the product to you. Did I mention to you that Linda's out of town? And so this afternoon, I plan on having... Don't tell her. I plan on having me some pizza. Can you imagine if I make that phone call um, and I order my, my, my pepperoni pizza and the guy shows up at my, my door and he's holding that pizza and there's no box. It's just that pizza. And that cheese and that sauce is dripping all down over his arm. His hand's up under my pizza. I got no idea where that hand's been what that hand's been doing I'm telling you I'm going to be looking at him and on the first question the first question that you would ask is what where's the box you, you, you see the product is supposed to be in the box the box 48 cents 50 I don't know depending on how much bulk you buy a box the, the box doesn't have the value the box doesn't give value to the product it's the product that gives value to the box 
And what God says over and over in his word that you and I as Christ followers, we are the vessel. God's asking you and me today to be his vessel. God's never asked any one of us to be perfect. He's never asked any of us to, to have incredible skills or to be handsome or, or to be a rock star or, or to have the perfect house or all the different things that we think that God wants to use kind of for his purposes. All God asks for us is to be a vessel. In this story, as long as there was a vessel, the oil, the power, the promises of God. You go back to the story, the creditors are knocking on the door to enslave the next generation. And the only thing that stands between the creditors and enslaving the next generation is the oil, the presence of God. I dare suggest this morning that the only thing that stands between where you are today and whatever that situation that you are, you are facing. I'm, listen, I'm thankful for education. I'm thankful for athletics. I'm thankful for health. I'm thankful for medicine. I'm thankful for all the things that are on this earth. But the only thing that ultimately is going to protect you from the creditor, from the adversary who wants to steal and enslave your life is the oil. The Holy Spirit, the presence of God. He says, listen, just be a vessel. Be a, a, a clean and empty vessel that I can use. And whatever you, whatever you, you pray for, your, your, your miracle, the, the purpose, the promises, the things that you're hoping for in life, just be a vessel, clean and empty, and I'll pour out my presence over and over. I, be a 67-cent box and the product and the promise and the presence of Almighty God will fill us. That's why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 that your body is a temple of the Lord. He tells us to resist the devil. Why? Because the devil, listen, the devil wants to mess up the vessel. Listen, the adversary knows that he's got no authority against the oil. It was the oil that cast him out of heaven. It was the oil that cast him down on the earth. It was the oil that resisted the power and the presence of God, resisted him. It will be the oil that takes the devil, Satan, Lucifer, the wicked one, and casts him into the lake of fire. He knows there's nothing he can do about the oil. He is powerless against God. So he messes with the vessel. He messes with you. He tempts me. If you want a miracle, be someone God can pour into. It's time we become awakened. It's time we understand that God is blessing and God is pouring out of his miracles, but for a long time, we haven't been willing to be the vessel. He says, shut the door. There, there are some things that we need to shut the door on. There's a lot of us, right? We want the presence of God. We want the presence of God. He's pouring out. Okay, we got the vessels. He's pouring it out. But we want to leave the door open because we want the presence of God and we want to be popular with the world. And I know that sounds really old school. But for too long, we have been thinking that there's something that we can do externally to bring 
the power of Almighty God, and we have forgotten. It isn't something that happens out there. Listen, I don't care if you wear a suit or you wear skinny jeans and make them as holy as you want. That doesn't change the world. What changes the world is when there's a clean, empty vessel on the inside that can be filled with the person of Jesus Christ. It is good. It is real good. And so you shut the door. For too long, we've thought that the box, right, the, the, the value of, of the box, I've watched it, I've pastored since 1990 in a full-time capacity, and I've watched all of the different kind of gimmicks and things that we've tried to do to try to convince the world to follow after Jesus, all the different strategies and, and all the different things, and if we kind of do this, it'll change that person, but I've watched the culture, I've watched the country in which I live get darker and darker and darker, because somehow we thought that the value was in the box, that somehow if the box of the church would look a certain way, or if we had certain kind of programs, or we had the really cool youth pastor, or all the things we wanted to make the box look good. Listen, all I know is this, is when I met Jesus in Okinawa, Japan, man, my life was royally jacked up. And sin had taken me and it imprisoned me. And the only way that I thought I could be satisfied is by the, the world. When God changed me, he began to open my eyes. And since then, I've, I've, just, I've just woken up every day. I just want to be a, a 48-cent box. I just want to be a 38-cent box. I, I, I just want to be a box that contains the product. Because it's not the box that gives value to the product. It's the product that gives value to the box. And maybe one of the reasons that the whole world doesn't give a clue about, doesn't care anything about Christ, is we've been promoting the box more than the product. I, I hope when I die and they cut me open, it just oozes Jesus. I hope if someone comes to church of hope and they're around hope, all they can say is, listen, there are a lot of things, I don't, that, that building, it's in a shopping center, I don't know much about that. But I, all I know is that's a place where a person can discover who Jesus is. And I'll make this real clear. God never asked any of us to be perfect. There's not a person in this room that can be perfect. Notice what the Bible says in Romans 3 and 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 1 John 1 and 8. I love this. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. God's not a killjoy. Every ounce of human satisfaction is rooted in God. But God did ask us to be clean and to be empty. He did ask us to shut the door on the world's way of living. Notice 2 Timothy chapter 2 from Eugene Peterson's paraphrase, The Message. In a well-furnished kitchen, there are not only crystal goblets and silver platters, but waste cans and compost buckets. Some containers used to serve fine meals, others to take out the garbage. Become the kind of container God can use to present any and every kind of gift to his guests for their blessings. In other words, God's saying, listen, if you lend God your body, he will give you his power. 
if you'll choose to be a vessel, if you'll allow God to fill you with his presence in each and every moment of a day, that purpose that you're hoping for, the will, the peace, the presence, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 7. But we have this treasure, Jesus. We have this treasure, Jesus, in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. God wants to do it through us. That's why we are called the body of Christ. We are the vessel. The Holy Spirit won't witness to your family and friends. The Holy Spirit isn't giving money so that women and their children in Project Hope or uh, a Bible translation in Angola, he's not giving money. He's given that responsibility to us to be the vessel. Oil is not the problem. The problem is the vessel. And so as you heard earlier this morning, the question is, will you step outside of your comfort zone? Will you choose this morning to be the vessel? I'm just telling you the answer, it's not out there. The answer that you're looking for in all the world, in your relationship, whatever, your finances, your health, the country, whatever it is, it's not out there. It's right in here. The prophet told her, asked her, what do you have? She had a jar of oil, and as long as there was a vessel, the power and the presence of Almighty God kept pouring out. God just says, give me an empty and clean vessel, and the miraculous will pour out into your life. I mean, no mom would ever. No mom would ever put milk in a dirty bottle we get that right satan attacks the vessel that's why he's trying to destroy you because you can he can't do anything about the oil he can't do anything about the power of god he knows he's already defeated so he attacks the vessel that's what he did with jesus jesus the vessel jesus the vessel is walking on the earth and he's proclaiming the word of god And Jesus is miraculously touching and healing. Jesus is doing signs and wonders. And Satan says, I can't have that vessel walking along any any longer. So that trumped up trial. And they take that vessel. And they tear it. And they crush him. They press that crown of thorns on his head. And they spit on him. And they ridiculed him crushed that vessel Jesus hanging on that cross with his last breath with blood caked lips said it is finished he didn't say I'm finished he said it is finished and they crushed the young vessel of 33 years but Jesus Christ, Christ, the product, the person of God of our salvation, he goes down into the depth of hell and he cancels sin. He cancels the grave. He takes the keys from Satan. And now every one of us can walk free because he offered his vessel to carry the person of Christ. I find it interesting, right? They took Jesus off the cross. And do you remember it? They put it, him, the vessel, in a borrowed tomb. Joseph of Arimathea. And Jesus was a phenomenal businessman. The best business strategies you'll ever find 
are in the Bible. He thinks to himself as a businessman, why would I buy what I only need for three days? I'll just borrow it. I just helped a whole lot of you with your own budgets. There's a whole lot of people buying stuff you ain't need to buy no more. That's, I'm telling you, that's the Bible. And so they take Jesus off of that cross and they put him in a borrowed tomb. Christ, the person, the product of God who erases your sin and my sin and the sin of the world, he goes down and he defeats Satan. He takes the keys of death and he takes the keys of hell and the grave and and he lets all of us now walk free in Jesus Christ. If you want to see how defeated Satan is, he doesn't even have keys to his own house. That's why he can't keep you locked up in a prison of addiction. He can't keep you locked up in a prison of resentment and bitterness because we have all been set free in Jesus' name. You better believe that's amen. And that's why one day, right, that some of those songs, right, ain't, uh, ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. That, that glorious day tune that we sing, right, that I'm, I'm coming running up out of that grave because we are free. But here's what I don't want you to miss. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> Jesus borrowed the tomb, but he bought you. Jesus borrowed the tomb, but he bought you, and he paid full price. About time some of us Christ followers start trying to get a deal on God, looking for a Walmart special in following Jesus. Here's what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body, with your vessel. That's why it matters the decisions you make. That's why it matters whether or not you're sleeping with your girlfriend or your boyfriend. That's why it matters whether or not that you're numbing your pain through alcohol and through drugs and prescription drugs. That's why it matters when you think that somehow you'll feel better by putting somebody else down. It matters what you do in this body. You can't separate. He's looking. As long as there was a vessel, the oil kept pouring out. So I know you, you probably wonder, Mark, what, what are some action steps? What are some things that I can do? I'm so glad that you asked. Can I give them to you? Number one, if you're taking notes, is this. Is what do you need to empty out and clean up in your life? What do you need to empty out and clean up in your life? Remember, I told you, 1 John 1, 8 and 9. It says this. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. All of us have something that we need to clean out. All of us have something that we need to empty out. Who doesn't want the power and the presence and the promise of the oil being poured out into our lives each and every day? But it starts with a clean and empty vessel. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. This is the promise from Almighty God. It's time. Stop covering that stuff up. You wonder why you're smelling. It's got nothing to do with the bacteria under your arms. It's about the sin that you won't remove from your life. It's time. You wonder about why the, the decay in your, in your mouth, it, it, it's nothing to do with the cavities. It's about not confessing and you're deceiving yourself. It's time that we get honest with God. 
God's not going to give you some big long lecture. He's not going to beat you up. He already knows this. His purposes are good. He wants us to be clean. He wants us to be empty. He wants us to be kind of the vessel that he can pour out. I want God to pour out. I want God to pour out. I don't want to go through the motions. I don't want to have church just to do something on on Sunday. If that's all that it is, man, let's go do something else. I want the favor of Almighty God. I want the power. If God is God, I want to see his presence in my city, in my county, in my country. I don't want to just go through the motions, but it's got nothing to do with the White House. It's got everything to do with the church house, my house. Am I in a place? Am I living my life? God's power and presence. In Acts chapter 9, there's a verse that I'd love to put over you. The Bible says, but the Lord says to him, he's talking about Saul who becomes Paul. Saul who has done all kinds of terrible, no good things. He's done terrible, terrible, terrible things. Terrible things. He says this, but the Lord says to him, go for he, Paul, is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. God's not asking you to be perfect. God is asking you, God is asking you to be clean. And if it's okay, I, I'd like to help you this morning. I'd like to do something together to make this memorable. So my friends are bringing in, and they're going to give everybody uh, a pizza box. And so right now, they're, they're going to come through the auditorium. They're going to give everybody a pizza box. And if you're even here with your family, with your kids, whoever... When, when they come, I want you to open up this, this pizza box. And there's, there's pins in all the, the different aisles. Will you throw me that pin right there? Thank you. And so everybody's getting a pizza box this morning. Come to Church of Hope, you get, you get high-end gifts. And here's the first thing I want you to do. Is in this pizza box, what do you need to empty out and clean up in your life? This is between you and your God, that's it. Come on now, don't play games. I want you to get your pen out. We all have got something. Come on now. Come on now. Are you telling me that you're satisfied with the way the world is? Are you telling me you're really satisfied with your family? It's time. Take your pen out. And what do you need to clean up? And I want you to write, just, just write it. This is for your eyes only. What are some of the sins? Well, Mark, I haven't murdered anybody, and I, I don't look at bad things. Yeah, but what about some resentment? What about bitterness? What about gossip? Man, the church is really good at what they call white sins. All I know is this, is every sin caused Jesus to go to the cross. So I want you to take this, this box, and I want you to start writing. It's between you. You're, you're going to take this home. No one's going to see it. It's between you and your God. And I want you to write out, what do I need to empty out and clean up in my life? Maybe you're not addicted to alcohol, but you're addicted to sugar, addicted to caffeine. The bottom line is we only need to be addicted to Jesus. So what do you need? You're writing that out. Just write it out. Those who are joining me at home, I realize I can't get a pizza box to you, but you can take out a piece of paper. You got to do more than just think about it. You're in the mess that you're in right now because we haven't been intentional in our actions. When you take a pen and you put it to paper, intentionality begins. 
All right, here's the second question I want to give you. It's up on the screen. Now, who this week do I need to deliver God to? Who do you need to become a delivery boy, a delivery girl, and deliver the presence of God to? See, that's what we are as a vessel, where you go to work, where you work out at, the family that you're in, the neighborhood that you live. We are a vessel. So who do you need to deliver? Hey, the Holy Spirit isn't coming to witness to your family and friends. The way men and women discover hope in Jesus, the way men and women miss the terror of hell and step into the party of heaven is when you and you and you and you, me, online you, we share the good news of Jesus. Let me say this, and I've said this before. If the only purpose for us spiritually was to make sure that we got saved, then when we got saved, we should die and go to heaven. God left us here because we are vessels. We contain in us the incredible hope of Jesus, the glory of God. I taught you this last week. I gave you that one Bible verse, Romans 6 and 23. If you missed it, get online and look at it. How are you taking the good news of Jesus and delivering it to people who don't know? Who do you know who doesn't know who God is? Question this morning is will you be a vessel? The oil stopped. The oil stopped when there was no more vessels. When I opened up, I read verses 1 through 6. I didn't read verse number 7. Then she came and told the man of God that the oil had ceased. And he says, go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. The reason so many of us feel broke Emotionally, the reason so many of us feel broke relationally, the reason so many of us feel hopeless, discouraged, depressed, you've been living on the wrong currency for far too long. The currency that we live on is the currency of God. It's the oil. It's the Holy Spirit. Not one human being alive can live the Christian life. The reason you're so tired and burnt out and all the other lame excuses that Christians give is because you somehow think that you can do the Christian life. You can't. Not one of us can. It's an insult to the oil. It's an insult to the power of God. Jesus left the Holy Spirit, commissioned the Holy Spirit. Jesus is in heaven. I know we pray about asking Jesus in your heart. Jesus is in heaven, biblically, preparing a place for you. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the oil that lets you live. It was the oil that bought 
this woman and her two sons' life back. It was the oil that protected her from the evil creditors that were knocking on her door. So this morning, what's your currency? If it's not the oil and the power of God in a moment when we pray, and I would just invite you to begin following Jesus today. You don't have to be perfect. Not one of us are. You just have to say, listen, I'm going to empty myself from thinking I can, and I'm going to let you, the person, the almighty God himself, fill this vessel. If you've never done that, I encourage you this morning, start a relationship with God. Hey, would you stand with me? I'd like to pray over us. I can't wait to hear the stories of what people say out in the parking lot as they walked hundreds and hundreds of people leaving Church of Hope with pizza boxes. I've set you all up to witness to everybody at Scrambles. <laughs> um, I'm so thankful. Joe, Joe Stein, and he owns a, a local uh, five-star pizza. He, uh, he gave us all these boxes. So if you, if you know Joe... Um, you can definitely say thank you to Joe and maybe go buy a real pizza while you choose to be a 48-cent box. Will you pray with me? God, I love you. Holy Spirit, I stand in amazement. I remember Okinawa, Japan, Camp Foster, that you are so as if it was yesterday. And so broken, my family, my choices, my decisions. But somehow you saw something and you changed me that day. And I just want to be a 38 cent box. I just ask God that you would use this gathering of people. Let us all be 38 cent boxes that walk around in our everyday ordinary life as empty and clean vessels. God, what the world needs is the hope of glory, your son Jesus. I repent from offering anything and everything else. And I just want God for you to use us as a vessel. I just want to be vessels where you can keep pouring out the oil. Keep pouring out the Shekinah glory. Just keep pouring out in our lives. God, we promise to continue just to be delivery boys and delivery girls for you. God, if there's someone here today or watching online that's not begun a relationship with you, right where you are, would you have this conversation with God? God, I've sinned. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross and you were buried. And three days later, you became alive again. And right now, I empty myself, and I invite you, the true and living God, to fill me. And to all who are praying this prayer, welcome to God's family. Online, let us know if you pray today. In this house, let us know. Use the, the card at your chair. You can text the word today to 63566, whatever and however. Let's grow together in following after Jesus. Father, bless every man and every woman as we walk off this campus. Would you use this pizza box? God, give us a place in our homes to place this 
pizza box to remind us every day to be a vessel, to step out into a world and to deliver the hope of Jesus. Favor these men and women as they choose to trust and obey. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray.